This week on Give Me Some Truth, we're sitting down with Bill Schultz, who is helping to bring baseball to local special needs and handicapped children in Dane County. Welcome back to Give Me Some Truth. This is Jonathan Jordan, and I'm excited to be here today with a new friend, someone I've recently been introduced to. His name is Bill Schultz. And it was through a friend that uh, Bill, we got, got the introduction and he set up a time to talk with me, and I could not be more excited for what he came to talk to me about and what his passion is for in life right now. So, Bill, I want to welcome you to give me some truth. Thank you for having me. Excellent. So when, when we first got together, uh, you were sharing with me a story, and uh, there's, a, there's a specific sport that I love, and that, that's baseball. It's, it's easily my favorite sport. And you told me that baseball is something that you're passionate about as well. Is that, is that right? That's correct. So... Tell me how baseball has come into your life recently and, um, and about your, your kind of mission and vision for the future in this area. Yeah, well, it all started when I was uh, a child. I was born with uh, severe uh, congenital deformities. I, I lost my right leg uh, shortly after birth. I have a left arm and left hand that didn't develop right. But I had parents who let me try anything I wanted, and the thing that really attracted me was anything involving a ball, uh, particularly baseball. And uh, I grew up listening to baseball games with my dad on the front porch, uh, New York Yankee games. Uh, he used to throw, throw balls to me, and I'd swing a bat in the front yard. And when I got up to the age of seven and eight, I started playing with uh, neighborhood kids. Back then, you had to organize your own baseball games in, a, in an empty lot. And uh, despite the fact that I wore an artificial limb uh, and a short arm, I was able to keep up with everybody. And we played baseball just about every day during the summertime. Well, come the the age of eight, we all became eligible to try out for Little League. And so the day, the night we went up for tryouts, uh, they had us all go through batting skills, throwing skills, fielding skills, catching fly balls, running the bases, uh, and it was a pretty extensive tryout. And all my buddies said, Bill, you really did well. Uh, and they told, told all of us to come back the next day uh, to be assigned to a team. So the next evening, I went back up with my parents, and this gentleman started walking toward us, uh, didn't seem very happy, and it turns out it was the commissioner of the league. And as he approached me, He put his hand on my shoulder and looked at me and said, Billy, we can't let you play because you're either going to hurt yourself with your limb or you're going to hurt somebody. And that was pretty devastating for an eight-year-old to hear that, particularly due to my love for baseball. And so all I could understand is I'm going to be on the outside looking in. Um... So when, when this happened, when, when this, I mean, this obviously is a, um, is a moment you'll never forget. It's one of those times in life where, um, you know, it, it's seared into our hearts yes. yeah. and, and a painful thing. So moving off of that, after, the, after that, did you stay involved? Did you stay involved uh, hanging around the guys that were playing baseball? Or did you really feel shunned from it? Well, the same person who, commissioner who told me I couldn't play, called me the next night at home and he said, Billy, with your determination you need to be on a team, and I want you to be on my team, but as our bat boy. And at first, I was a little hesitant because I wanted to play. 
But in talking to my parents and talking to my buddies, they said, look, you're going to be on the field with a team and go for it. And so I told the commissioner, yeah, I'll, I'll be your bat boy. And um, that eventually led to some things later in life that were positive. So, um, a, you know, a devastating thing turned out to be a little bit better because I was involved with the team in a baseball game. Um, and it could have been worse. I could have but, been on outside the fence. But it would have been it would have been great for you to be able to play. And oh that, yeah, I mean, I think ultimately, like anything else, when when we have you know a, a dream and whatnot, the opportunity to fulfill that dream and yeah, to see it happen is what. In uh, fact, we're my coach for. gave me a full uniform, and there were times where I had tempted to go up to the coach and say, "Hey, coach, let me let me just bat once. Let me just bat. Let me go out in the field for a half an inning." But I never, never. So you actually wrote the song, "Put Me in Coach." I'm ready to play today. (laughs) Hey, maybe that's going to be our song of the week when we uh, when we put this podcast out there. And I sat next to him just about every game, hoping that maybe he'd look at me and say, "Bill, go ahead, go up to bat." But uh, that didn't happen. (laughs) Well, you know, for me, baseball has meant a lot. I, I grew up with a father that played at the University of Virginia and an older brother, and we would throw with him in the backyard and and you know play every season that we could. And I fell in love with the sport. And now being a father uh, myself and having two sons, I've experienced uh, both sides of of this, of what you're sharing, those feelings, but from a father's perspective. And as many of you know, you know, I have a son with special needs. He has Sturge-Weber syndrome and Klippel-Trenani, which is a limb disorder. And like you, he he doesn't have the ability to use his left arm fully. Mm. And also because of his seizures, he has left side weakness, much smaller. So my son, Jaken, is not able to play any sports. But he has an older brother, Nathan, who happens to have exactly what every dad would want in a son that is a baseball player, which is he's 6'5 and left-handed, and he's a pitcher. <laughs> so Nathan has been able to play baseball since he was young, and I've been able to, to follow him around to his games, and Jake always comes. Some of the happiest moments of my life as a father are not the moments in the game when my son was playing, but it was one year for um, – it was um, – the local Wanakee baseball kids day. And my son was the starting pitcher for varsity game. And during the national anthem, all the kids come out on the field with the players and stand at their positions. And my son, mm. Jake got to stand out there on the mound oh, what and, great. and his older brother, you know, holding him in his arms. Uh, that was a great moment. Another one was uh, the foundation that we have, the Jake foundation, which raises money for make a wish and the children's hospital and research for his disorder. You know, we do a golf outing every year, and when we promoted it, we shot a video. And when they interviewed Nate, he said, my dream is one day to be a Major League Baseball player because I know my brother can't play baseball, and I want to do this for him. Wow. So, and it's a dream, right? And I don't know if my son's ever going to make it, but he did make it on. He just mm-hmm. signed to play in college, and I get to continue the, the, the love of watching him play. But, you know, when you share that story um, of, of being rejected, and from a dream of yours, what what ends up happening is is we let those things uh, hit us, hurt us, and and we got to figure out where we're going to go from there. And so through your life, now you've you know gone on, had went to college, had a great career, raised a family, and here you are now with an opportunity to take something that happened in your life, which was a seminal moment, and potentially help some other children, many other children in the Madison-Dane County area to be able to actually fulfill their dream of playing baseball. So 
I want you to tell us a little about the Miracle League and how you got involved with this amazing mm. program. Well, last year I was watching uh, NBC Nightly News with my wife, and uh, there was a segment called Inspiring America. And the next thing I see on the screen are kids with in wheelchairs, walkers, kids having difficulty walking, playing baseball. And that immediately caught my eye for obvious reasons. And it involved a Boston Red Sox pitcher by the name of David Price, who wanted to give back something to his hometown in Tennessee. And they began by saying this organization called the Miracle League. And they began showing these kids playing with volunteers next to them, helping them hit a ball, run or or walk to first base, try to field a ball, and score a run. And they're they're playing on a field that's built specially for them. It's specifically designed. It's a rubberized synthetic field that allows uh, these kids and equipment to to navigate on the surface. And it's a little league-sized field. Uh, The kids hit off a tee. And again, uh, they have buddies or volunteers next to them at all times. And it's just, a, I, I just saw these, the joy on the f- kids' faces. And I immediately put myself in their shoes saying, wow, this is, this is something that um, I could get involved, involved in. And I looked over at my, my wife looked over at me and she saw me crying. And I said, it really hit me. And she said, I know exactly what you're going to do right now. You're going to try to find out about this Miracle League. And so uh, I found out that it was based in Atlanta, and I, I called their home office and began to talk to them, uh, finding out that there's actually 300 of these leagues around the country. And my first question to them was, do you have any fields in Wisconsin? And they said, yes, we have uh, fields in Green Bay, Appleton, Oconomowoc, uh, Milwaukee, Kenosha, Eau Claire, and La Crosse. And I said, how about Madison? They said, no, we don't have a field in Madison. I said, well, you might have found your man. And so uh, I actually flew down to Atlanta. I needed to validate what I saw. And uh, I came back uh, kind of on fire uh, to perhaps get this built in Dane County. Well, I don't want to say perhaps this is going to happen because I've seen your passion already and you already have a great head start on this. So tell us about what it's going to take to get this field built Um, because I know that this is a nonprofit, a 501c3, uh, the Miracle League, and Mm -hmm. and this organization and all the money raised is going to building the field. Um, Where are you at now and how can people get involved and help? And, and, if, and if you don't mind, also tell us about the field and, mm-hmm. and the, the tremendous, uh, just almost, it's just a true blessing of how this came about, of where the field's going to be located. Yeah, when I came back from Atlanta, they, people in Atlanta told me, your first obstacle is finding, a, finding land. And so I went over and talked to the Middleton Parks and Rec superintendent. I, I, sorry, I don't remember his name, but he had actually seen an, the Miracle League in Appleton, and he told me, we don't have any space in Middleton, but you know what? I'm going to call a meeting of all the parks and rec superintendents in Dane County because we got to find a place for this. And he did, and seven or eight parks and rec superintendents came, and we're pretty excited about it. Of course, they were looking at their own fields and saying, do we have space? And I just said, please consider it, 
and uh, let me know. Well, within 24 hours, I got a call back from one of those people, uh, the Parks and Rec superintendent in Cottage Grove, Wisconsin, who said, Bill, we're in the process of uh, expanding an existing park, Bakken Park, and I just talked to my engineering firm because we were we have the square footage you need, but it was going to be slated for tennis courts. And I told them we need to move the tennis courts and put this space for the Miracle League field so I can uh, talk to the Miracle League executive director about this. And within a week, they had a rendering or a field diagram that included the Miracle League field. And that eventually led to me uh, meeting with the Parks and Recs Commission and ultimately the village board who gave us a unanimous okay. This, which, this is a big money-making opportunity for them, right? I mean, for what they need to the, the lease for you guys for this space? Yeah, but it, we, they, they're giving us for $1 a year. That's tremendous. And, that uh, is such a great uh, a gesture and support from that community to yeah, do that. The attitude... Uh, with the Parks and Recs Department and the village has been tremendous. And so uh, we've got the field now. We've actually at, at the point now where we've got construction drawings and renderings. But our next step is the funding. Mm -hmm. And right now we've gone out and talked to various foundations, companies, individuals. The cost of the field to build it, which would include not just the field, but the fencing, the bleachers, the backstop, scoreboard and lighting is about 420,000 and that's based on um, the history of the other leagues having been built so that's a pretty accurate number right now we're at $180,000 so we're it's a great start yep but we're uh, one of the things that we're pressed a little bit now is that we'd like to build a field this spring and summer and have opening day in the spring of 2021 and uh, that's contingent on us getting it done this year. We've got to wait. We've got to have the uh, the soil at a certain condition. If we got till until October or November this year without enough funds, we'd have to wait to to. The first step is you have to pour asphalt underneath the surface, which has to cure for 30 days. Mm -hmm. The rest of the construction wouldn't take that long. But that's kind of the the pressure point we have right now. We'd like to start as early as June or July in construction. So it's not that far away. Well, it, and it's going to happen, and if it gets delayed, but I tell you, just as a father who has a son that would love to be on that field, I, I remember sitting out in my driveway and watching uh, my son put a tee out. With, he, only, he can only use his right arm, and he put a helmet on and put a ball on top of that tee, and he walked over, and because he's watched baseball, he's never talked about it, never talked to baseball with me, and he just took a swing. And he missed. But then he stepped up again, and he swung with one arm and hit the ball, and the bases were out in the yard because my kids were playing and watching him round the bases and just the pure joy on his face. I personally can't wait to see that for him and for the hundreds and hundreds of other kids that are in this community that have a dream to play baseball these young, young boys and girls that want to get out there, they want to feel what it's like to be on the field, to be in the ring. They want to be able to go out there and say that they played and with all their other friends and family and supporters. So if we can get this thing built, or when it gets built, you know, however long it takes, this is going to be awesome. The sooner that it gets built, the more people are going to be touched and the sooner. And so 
I know that from here, we want to make sure that people know about this opportunity and what's out there. If somebody individually or if a business wanted to get involved, how, how can they find out about that? How can they contact you um, to make sure that they can follow up on that? Well, the fastest way and way I could talk to them is to give me a call. Uh, Bill Schultz at 608-575-7580 or my email, uh, bschultz, B-S-C-H-U-L-T-Z, 7782 at Gmail. Or we have a website, which is uh, danecountymiracleleague.org. And on there, there is a, uh, right now, it's not totally built, but there is a donations uh, page where people can uh, donate right away. Uh, we're actually starting up a GoFundMe page, which is not set up just yet, but will be by next week. Um, we have uh, a local fundraiser coming up uh, March 7th, uh, Saturday, out in Cottage Grove at a, at a place called Oakstone Recreational, where we're going to have an all-day silent auction and 50-50 raffles. Uh, so there's a number of ways that they can reach me, but uh, I'd love to hear from people and just explain to them, again, you know, the purpose and mission of this. Another thing you mentioned was that you see the joy of your kids when they play. There are two byproducts that are even just as good. The joy of the volunteers who see these children do something that uh, they maybe might have thought they couldn't do and to see these kids determined to play a game they love. But the other group, I think, especially, are the parents. Sitting in the bleachers, seeing their kids enjoy themselves, laugh, make new friends, build self-confidence, and just be able to sit back, uh, have a respite, but see the joy in their kids', kids faces. Well, I'm really happy that uh, you were introduced to me as somebody who loves baseball, has a special needs son um, that love, that wants to play baseball, and I love to get behind great causes. So I know that, that I'll be doing anything I can to help you to be introduced to people out there. We brought you in this podcast because we want to share with our listeners. Uh, what I truly believe this is one of the more special things I've come across. Um, I know that your story and your determination and the effect that it's had on your life is going to take this thing over the top. And you'll probably deflect credit and say it's all the people that have mm. come alongside of you. But if you stop, the whole project stops. And so I want to encourage you as you keep pushing forward with that, that, that all of us that are coming alongside of you on this vision of yours, um, that we're going to see something special. I can't wait to be out there for opening day in Cottage Grove. And I really hope that it happens, uh, you know, in 2021. But if it's 2022, I know you're not going to quit. No. So I want to, again, let people know that, um, that Bill Schultz here is with the Miracle League. And this field, uh, we hope that anyone out there listening, if this has moved you, that you get the opportunity to find out more about it and maybe come out and support on opening day next year. And I'm sure that we'll get that information out to our listeners as that date approaches. I want to thank you all again for joining us, Bill. Thank you for coming in. Thank you so much for having me. It's our pleasure. Um, again, this is Gimme Some Truth, and we'll be back at it next week. So have a great day, everybody.
Advisory services are offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Clint Walkner, Nate Condon, Jonathan Jordan, Mitch DeWitt, and Keith Boniwaz are investment advisor representatives of Walkner Condon. Guests on the podcast are not registered, and their participation in the podcast are limited to unregistered activities and will not provide any advice that is investment-related, nor should any comments that guests make be construed as giving investment advice. Content should not be viewed as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned or as legal or tax advice. You should always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, is not engaged in the practice of law. Whenever you invest, you are at risk of loss of principal as the market does fluctuate. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires a review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizon. Investing always involves risk and possible loss of capital. Long-term care, estate planning, insurance products, and tax advice are not offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC. Walkner Condon works on a best efforts basis and does not guarantee any results. Past performance does not represent future results. Please see walknercondon.com for additional disclosures.